Hey, hey, wake up. You all right? Get your hands off me! What the hell? Who are you? I was a soldier before the shit hit the fan. Part of a huge humanitarian search and rescue operation. Hello and welcome to this Xbox Life episode 238, Dead Podcast. I am your host, Mark, aka Wingman709, the zombie version, <laughs> Zombie Wingman709. Zombified. And, and with me this week is Zombie Rob. Mm, also known as Prisar Brains. <laughs> or something. Welcome to the show. You can uh, check out our site at thisxboxlife.com. And, uh, Rob, I'm not even going to allow us to do any random stuff this week because uh, we went way too long last week on our random stuff. So no and, ran- we actually, and we actually spent the last hour talking about random stuff. Yeah, off <laughs> not, air, not before recorded. we even recorded. So, yeah, we all got it out of our systems for y'all this week. So Yeah, exactly. Um, I will say... There, um, we got a comment from a, we got an email from a listener, but uh, later we'll address. But I do want to say that uh, I do apologize for not for spoiling The Walking Dead because Rob, I don't know if you've been, uh, I know you've been busy this week, but someone did say on our group that we spoiled Walking Dead for them because they're like on season two. Um, but we did give a warning, but they didn't hear it, I guess. So. <laughs> Um, but what I do apologize Oops. for is going on for like a half hour on The Walking Dead. So we apologize for that. And in the future, when we do any kind of spoiler, whatever it is, we'll throw it at the end of the episode and do a spoiler cast. That's just better for everybody. So, but, um, so Rob, what have you been playing yes, this sir. week? I've been playing nothing. Actually, I've been playing VMware. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of VMware, unfortunately, day and night, and uh, that's about it. How about you, Mark? I thought maybe you were, might be playing a little bit of uh, Row, Row, Row Your Boat. Oh, th- thankfully, no. And what Mark's talking about is, uh, if any of you have watched the news over the last couple of days, uh, Chicago just got nailed <laughs> with a lot of water. Uh, we had some t- uh, horrible rains, uh, I think it was on Thursday Wednesday or Thursday, I don't remember now. But uh, horrible rains, about an inch an hour of, of rain. So there was extreme cases of flooding. And there's some interesting pictures online of highways under, what was that, about 10 feet of water? Yeah, that was pretty brutal, man. I couldn't believe the pictures you showed. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you definitely didn't want to be on in an underpass of any sorts. <laughs> and, uh, you know. You didn't want to be in the state of Illinois. That's... Yeah, you know, thankfully, you know, the area where my home is, uh, it was okay, and I don't have a basement, so I guess that kind of helps too. But uh, I know a lot of people who had water in their basements, which is a huge inconvenience, right, Wing? Oh yeah, been there, (laughs) done that several times. Yes, it's something that you don't want to go through for sure. But now uh, the only water I have is in my pool. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and in, in your glass. My glass where it belongs, yep. Hopefully in the form of ice, yep. <laughs> not, not just water. So, so yeah, that was, uh, that was a good time. Well, glad you didn't have to play Row Row Your Boat. But yes, yes, yes. You were busy and too, working, but I, I actually got some gaming in this week. I didn't do a lot. I am gaming vicariously through you. Okay. Well, then in that case, Rob, you played Skylanders Giants. Oh, that I didn't like that. That was I didn't like that. Oh wait, wait, wait! I, did, I take that back. I did like it. You need to buy more Skylanders. <laughs> no, more Skylanders, not, please. That's not going to happen. But uh, I, I did play that because I was trying to. I'm getting close. I'm almost to the end of the campaign. So I thought I was going to finish up this weekend, but okay. I have not played anything on my Xbox this weekend. But so I played some Skylanders Giants. I also at the beginning of the week I played. Or in the middle of the week, I guess it was Motocross Madness, 
Yeah, how'd I, you like that? I ended up buying it. Kind of wish I hadn't. The game's... Um, really? Yeah, the game's actually pretty frustrating. They... Um, Wait, is it frustrating or you just suck at it? No, it's frustrating. Well, okay. it's both. I mean, I suck I suck at any video game, but it is also frustrating because of the fact, like, on a normal, you on a racing game, when you go off the track, it, it like, puts you right back on, right? Yeah. You know, you, your screen might fade out, and then it fades back in, and you're on the track, and you got to go. This one will actually leave you off in the middle of nowhere with no way to get back on, and then you have to try to crash yourself when you're off the course for it to actually put you back on. I've had that happen so many times. And the way their jumps are set up, like you'll come off and you'll line up in the middle of a jump, and you'll come off that jump and you'll land in the stands. Because, like, below the track, the, the track will curve. I'm like, what the heck? I mean, you're jumping into the stands. It's like, it's so stupid. It, they got some really bad track design. Um, I think the controls are, oh, they're not the best. But, it, again, again, it's like a motocross, motorcycle game. So I think it's okay because of the style of game it is, but it still seems a little touchy. It doesn't; it's not as smooth as I would like it to be. Um, and I think the track design's horrible. The detection of "Hey, you're off track. Let's put you back on the track" mm. doesn't work. Um, it's very rare. On occasion, you go off and it'll put you back on like it should, but it's very rare that it does that. Almost oh. every time, it'll say "You're off track." No kidding. And then it's like, I'm seriously, because you'll be like, they have these, like, fences to, you know, to separate the audience from the track. And it's like, you'll land on the other side of that fence, but there's no way for you to get back into the track. You're, like, in the stands. So you have to kind of screw around so you get, so you cause yourself to crash. So that's just really dumb. I really wish I hadn't paid for it. Um, There are some neat options with it. You are motocross racing with your avatar. Um there is a club which automatically is built by your friends list and there's some challenges and things that, you know, the club's trying to do and meet different goals and stuff like that. Um, but it's just, the game just really isn't that good. They do have some open world stuff. You can drive around, just try and do tricks and jumps and getting different things. And there's the racing and then there's some rival challenges and stuff. But overall, it's just, uh, when I first tried it, I'm like, Oh, this is kind of fun. And then I played a little bit, and then it didn't really take long before I'm like, wow, I really wish I'd have saved my 10 bucks. Um, so I really wouldn't recommend it to anybody, um, but uh, unless you're glutton for punishment. <laughs> did you ever play the original one? I do not believe I ever did, though. Yeah. So, But I just felt this was a real letdown, especially when it's Microsoft's game. Yeah. So I, I really expected a little bit better than what I got, so... Um, I played a little Defiance, even though I'm pretty bored with it at this point. Um, Have you seen the TV show? Yes, I did watch the TV show last week. How'd you like it? I liked it. I yeah, just was too. surprised. The, um, it was surprisingly enjoyable. Um, I did think, you know, the characters, I thought the main guy, Nolan, actually, his character, I think he did really well. It's like, yeah. I believe him as that guy where some of the other people, like the girl that's with him, it's kind of like, okay, it's going to take some time for her to, I think, get into her role. But I still think she did a good job. Yeah. And it wasn't as bad as, like, I always go back to the Star Trek Next Generation, the very first episode. <laughs> Jeez. You know, what is it, Journey to Farpoint? Encounter at Encounter Farpoint. Farpoint. Man, that's such a horrible episode. And, and, and everybody, every one of those characters, they're... It's like they're not in their character yet. They, it's not believable to them. But yeah. then you get past that first season, and it's like, you know, these people are really good. You know, they're 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 into their characters. They, you know, it's all believable, and you know, and and that's what I really kind of thought I'd get with this first episode of Defiance. I didn't get that. I really thought this was for a for a very for the pilot episode of a show. I thought yeah. it was really good. Oh, yeah, and I mean, usually in the first show, there's so much in the way of character introduction, you know, a little bit of character introduction, some backstory. I mean, that's what, you know, a huge premise of, of the show is, and, and they pulled it off pretty good. And, you know, the, the story was decent. The characters were okay. The story's um, very cliche, though. Yeah, so. The whole Romeo yeah. and Juliet thing, and, you know, I was like, oh, boy, here we go. You know, so there, there's a lot of... 
Oh, we've been there, we've done that, we've seen this, but just not in this environment. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I got to say one thing, and I kind of mentioned this uh, on Facebook, um, was I, I did have one gripe of the sh- on the show, and that was Nolan driving the freaking car. Did, do you remember this at all? Like yeah. how he was like moving the steering wheel like left and right. Every I mean, what is he doing? Slaloms or something? <laughs> it's like people don't drive like that. How could how could that whole show go through post production and not have anybody notice that? I mean, I, uh... I, I mean, I'd sit there. All I did was watch his hands. I'm like, what's he doing? Why is he, why is he left right left right left right left right left right? <laughs> I mean, you flip your car doing that? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I was so into the going back to Jackson song, you know, the sing-along oh, that they had. Oh, you know? I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> going back to Jackson. Yeah. So, but, but no. And, and uh, one thing, too, is when they had that big battle. Uh-huh. Or, wait, are we spoiling anything? Yeah, you know, I don't know. I Well, you know what? I'm just going to mention something real quick. <laughs> and that's that. In the big battle, okay, you can pretty much expect there's going to be a big battle, so I don't think I'm spoiling anything. I think it was in the ads anyway, so. Yeah. The big battle really reminds me of a video game. Like, uh, you know, almost like a cutscene from back in the day. Yeah. It was was kind of neat. I I thought it was done really well. I thought they... It was. They did a good job. I really... I thought the... I know someone else on the Facebook group was saying the the special effects look stupid and all this. Yeah. I thought they looked pretty decent. I mean, for this, okay. it's a TV show. It's not. This is not Hollywood. This is not a uh, not Hollywood. But when I mean Hollywood, it's not a it's not a movie. It's not like the next Star Trek movie where everything yeah. is going to look you know great. This stuff. And, but and I still thought for a TV show that's just starting out, this was there was a lot of money spent on this show. Yeah, and you know, in everything, I mean, look at the the sets that were built, the vehicles, the makeup, the clothing. They even changed partial languages, and you know, it's just like you know, they're making kind of words up, and there was a lot put into it, you know. So yeah, I was yeah. really impressed by the overall feel of the show. I'm definitely going to keep recording it and watching it and see what happens. Um, I, I didn't and, and, think it was necessary for the ninety five percent unclothed woman to come out on screen. I thought that was a bit inappropriate, and I'm glad my kids weren't watching. Wait, what? That one, um, the one wife of the dude with the white hair, I don't know what their names are, what their race is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have the son that's the Romeo to the other Julian. Yeah, those, like, uh, albino-ish people. Yeah, when she gets into his bath. That was, I was like, what am, I'm like, what am I watching, Showtime here? You know that yeah. was very uncalled for. I thought, and that yeah, she was uh, she was uh, H.G. Wells from uh, Warehouse Thirteen. Yeah, so I mean, I, you know, I hope they don't go down the path of uh, trying to do that type of stuff to the show and, and inject that type of content. I don't think it needs to be there. Yeah. Um, so, but th- that was really the only thing I didn't like. Um, but other than that, I thought the show was really good. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And if they do spend too much on it, then the show gets canned, kind of like Firefly. Or... Yeah. There was, there was another show where I think each episode cost them like one or two million. And see, I didn't like Firefly, the TV show, but I really liked the movie. Was it Serenity? Serenity, yeah. Yeah, so it's interesting how I'm like the TV show is like uh, kind of stupid in my opinion. But then the movie, I, I don't know why I watched the movie, but the movie was fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah. um, I don't know. But. Yeah, because with the TV show, if you watched it while it was airing, uh, Fox kind of played around with it, and they played stuff out of order. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that kind of screwed things up. And But, well, whatever. Anyway, let's get back. Uh, back to gaming. Back I to did, the shindig. I did play one other game. Yeah. Um, I played it for all, I'll be honest. First of all, I'm going to say this game sucked. Um, and it's called God Mode. And I will be, I'll say it this, I hated it. I think it sucked. But I gave it about two minutes. I was able to make up my mind in about two minutes. Um, 
I downloaded the trial. It puts you into a multiplayer, four-player co-op style of game where you're battling it out with... I guess you get bazookas and machine guns, but you're fighting like minotaurs and, and stuff. And I'm like, how does that work? You know, I'm like, how can I have a bazooka launcher when I'm fighting against like these old Roman back in the day of like, you know, should be like you know, the movie 300, uh, you know, or, or, or gladiator times type of stuff. I'm like, why do I have a bazooka? Why do I have a shotgun? Um, I started playing it. I really didn't like it at all. I really did not like it at all. Um, I didn't like the way the game felt. Uh, you were getting hit from behind and had no clue. All of a sudden, your body just goes flying. You couldn't really tell if you were doing damage to anyone. Um, you know, I just immediately just did not like the feel of it. So I stopped. I quit out. I exited out of the multiplayer game and deleted the game. So. Oh, wow. Um, I gave it about two minutes, and I just didn't like it. I'm like, I'm not going to bother. If I don't like it right away, then I'm not going to try to, well, let's give it like 20 minutes to see if I can begin to like it. I hated it right from the start, so uh, oh. you're not going to get anything out of me. Other than that, I think it sucked. <laughs> so, so, how do so, you feel about it? <laughs> so, um, that's it. That's all I played. Alright. I guess we... I- Go into our topics for the week, huh? Let's let's do this. Let's do this. All right. First one up is uh, Rob. I know you like XCOM. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like XCOM, but there's been this XCOM shooter that is was being made by 2K that I have ever since I saw it and what they were doing to it, I have been very much against this game and had no desire to play it or. Probably even rented. I mean, it just looked stupid. Um, and well, now the website and all the videos have been pulled. Uh, 2K yep. has taken the website down. They've taken it offline, um, and it's and this has led to speculation that the game the game may have been rebranded. I don't know if you remember this thing was like like you're playing like. Some dude in the 1950s and aliens are, you know, coming to invade. And it, to me, it's like they took out the kind of sci-fi futuristic and they're like, no, we're going to go back to the 50s and do more of like a War of the Worlds meets XCOM type of thing, which I just really didn't, I just didn't buy into it. I, and I thought the shooter thing looked stupid. Um, so... Um, I mean, we don't really know what the status of this is. Um, Digital Trends stated the title's official website now leads to a 404 error. And this could just be a technical glitch. It seems unlikely considering that previously released trailers have also been removed from 2K's games YouTube channel. Um, Kotaku last month reported that 2K had, re, uh, had registered a number of domains for a title called The Bureau alongside What Happened in 62.com and what happened in 62.net. And for those not in the know, the XCOM shooter was set in 1962. Um, so I guess I said the 50s. I guess it was the early 60s. I don't know how it was 62 because you look at those trailers, to me that looked like the 50s, but yeah. uh, I guess it's the early 60s, so you could still have that late 50s look. Um, so what this means is there's pretty good chance that XCOM has now been rebranded, um, and so it probably will not even be an XCOM game at all. Um, it's just going to be aliens invading in the 60s. Um, so, and then there were some mutterings last September that the game has changed from a first-person shooter to a third-person one, as well as moved from a retail distribution model to a downloadable one. So, <laughs> um, they, IGN spoke to the developers at 2K Marin back in February, and they were told the game was still in active development and targeted for release between April 2013 and March 2014. So, but it looks like it's going to take on a very different perspective than what it originally was, and it's probably not going to be an XCOM game. Um, which surprises me, because I thought the XCOM game that just came out actually did pretty well. Yeah. So, I know it was, it was received pretty well. Oh, by, well. Yeah, so I don't know about sales-wise, but... Um, I'd, I'd have to look that up, but so, anyways, you know, we we keep that in mind. So, if this game does come out, you see a uh, uh, a game coming out in the next year of 
about aliens in the '60s. It was actually the rebranded XCOM game. <laughs> so, all right. Okay, moving on. Uh, Ubisoft is uh, actually, uh, I guess, very excited about uh, what's going to be coming up with the next gen uh, consoles, and they say that they're very well positioned. That's uh, their wording. As uh, you know, kind of like how they are in terms of you know the games that are coming out and, and the consoles and everything like that. They say, for us, next gen will definitely be connected experience, but also. Uh, a social experience, more immersive and more interactive. Well, you know, we kind of saw that coming a little bit with, uh, you know, all the Connect business and everything like that, or Connect version 2, second gen, whatever you want to call it. 2.0? 2.0. Connect 2. And uh, uh, also, when uh, they were asked about... Um, uh, with, uh, for example, with Splinter Cell coming out uh, at the end of the summer, uh, they were asked if they were concerned about timing uh, in terms of the current gen and the next gen just being almost on top of each other. And uh, uh, this guy, oh, I forgot his name, Mallet, 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 Yanis, Yanis, Yanis Mallet. He responded, with, I don't think there's anything to worry about. On the contrary, I think at that time in the cycle, you won't find uh, more machines installed already uh, than now as far as current gen. The market opportunity is definitely there. The gamers who have those machines, they deserve the best games we can make. Keep in mind that it's always at the end of the cycle that developers are able to attain the most from these systems. And I'd say that's definitely true, don't you think, Wayne? See, that's what we've been saying all along, despite Absolutely. all these other stories of, yep, yep. you know, we need a new console to make new IPs. Why? You've got so many people vested. You've got a huge audience out here with the current Xbox, you know, to say, to say no, we want an audience of a million people to build a new IP off of. That just seems so stupid to me. So yeah. it's nice to see someone saying, no, this is, you got a big, huge market and, you know, we're still going to churn out quality games, and they deserve them, so... Absolutely. Way to go, Ubisoft. Oh, yeah. And he goes on to say, the quality of games increases. We're not worried at all about the current-gen console owners, uh, but we also have some good stuff to show from Watch Dogs on the next-gen systems. They've got two engines, essentially, that uh, they've got their games running on. There's the Anvil uh, Anvil Engine that run, or Anvil Next uh, that is running Assassin's Creed and the Dunia Engine which is doing Far Cry 3. Cool. Yep, yep. As long as, they don't, as long as they don't put out any more games where I spend several hours on a boat. So. <laughs> well, what if it's like a battleship game? Well, then at least that would be expected. So. Oh, okay. All right. But don't don't make me play six hours as someone other than the main character. So. I'm on a boat. <laughs> I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. All right. So moving on. Uh, that's good news from Ubisoft. And uh, but here's some interesting news coming from Microsoft. Rob, did you ever watch the TV show called Heroes? I might have watched a couple seasons. You might have. I it, might have. I, I take it. Have. I take it. You liked it. It was. I. I liked it in the beginning. Towards the end, it was. It was hard to watch. It was, but I kept soldiering on until the last episode. I got to tell you, there's really only one draw to that show for me, and that was uh, Hayden Panettiere, <laughs> the cheerleader. <laughs> yes. No, um, it was a pretty decent show. I don't know if I got to see all the seasons, um, but uh, it was interesting. And it looks like Microsoft is in talks to bring Heroes back, possibly as part of its original Xbox programming lineup. You know, we've talked about them working on basically original programming for Xbox. So we could see, they're talking about the new series would involve new heroes and stories with cameos from past stars. Though talks are still in the preliminary stages. Huh. Now, if this... See, this is the kind of stuff I would like to see on Xbox. And this is the type of stuff that would make me turn my Xbox on every week to watch a show. 
But right. this is where I hope that Xbox, the next Xbox, allows me to DVR these shows as well. <laughs> they better they better let me DVR them as well, you know. So, but I think this is kind of a cool idea, and I think that type of show would be a big hit on Xbox. You know, you know Netflix is doing shows, Hulu's doing shows. Why not Xbox? Why not? I like it. I do, too. I just hope that they do the model that Netflix did, and they just release everything all at once. I like that. I still need to watch that that, sh- that show on Netflix. So, with the oh, with political uh, Kevin Spacey? One. Yeah, I need to. I've heard it's good. Yeah, I, I started watching it. Um, I think I'm like two or three episodes in. It's good. I mean, I, I really enjoy it. I actually... Wasn't too sure what I was going to think of how because he actually looks at the camera and he talks, so he's like almost talking to you, explaining something that's going on. And every once in a while, he'll be like in an office, and somebody will say something to him. Then he looks at the camera and he rolls his eyes. Yeah, it, it, it cracks me up. Yeah, <laughs> you know, somebody's like BSing him or something. He just like you know gives the camera that like whatever look. <laughs> It's but it's a good show. Check it, definitely check it out. All right. So what else? What else okay. is new with Xbox? Xbox. Okay. Um, one thing that has been uh, kind of a hot topic over the past I don't know, year at least has been security, where you know a lot of sites are getting hacked, people's information's getting compromised. So the hot trend is to do two. Um, what do you call two factor? Security, and I think they might be calling it two-step security in the Microsoft world. But uh, it looks like uh, Microsoft is embracing the two-step authentication. And from what I've heard, uh, they're going to be pushing this out across a lot of their brands. Um, and how they do it is definitely going to have to be different across the, the different uh, I don't like brands that's that's not a good way to do it um, you know because they're gonna have to do something for like office they're gonna have to do something for Xbox and etc so for, for those of you that aren't really familiar with what the uh, what that kind of stuff is, is it's basically when you log into something particularly like the first time sometimes uh, just providing the password isn't enough. You have to provide uh, something that is given to you, like a password that is given to you through an alternate means. So either like through a text message or um, sometimes there's like a little application you can run on your phone. You know, those of you that are doing... uh, you know, stuff for work, and you have those little RSA keys. It's a, something like that. It's kind of like a two-factor. Would you say, Mark? Yep. Yeah. But uh, looks like uh, this might be coming to the Xbox. I don't think they've really released a whole lot of information, have they? At least in relation to the Xbox. Um, Major Nelson's got a story up there that I'm yeah. actually going through the steps right now, um, and it already already sent me a code oh it's already it's, up. it's it's available you do it through um through the website um so i'm actually punching in my code right now to to do this you heard it here folks <laughs> <laughs> our roving reporter mark <laughs> is now locking himself out of xbox uh, probably it's probably gonna lock me out so but um no, I just you go to account.live.com, log in with your account, click on security info on the left side, and then it actually comes up. He says, click on create a new app password under app passwords. Well, I didn't even, I just came up with a code. Um, so it just asked me, and it actually texted it right to my phone as soon as I went into it. I'm yeah. just wondering why my phone was buzzing. So it doesn't seem to match up exactly with what he is saying. So unless you're supposed to do it from your Xbox. So it doesn't make you do it with an app on your phone or anything? 
Well, his story is saying that if you're downloading your profile or you choose not to have a password saved on your console, you will be prompted to enter your Microsoft account password. And he says it'll look like the screenshot below. Instead of entering your Microsoft security account password, you'll enter an app password. So I guess you can get uh, another account, if you will, or another password. So, yeah. But the, the image he has... On the website, I'm looking at it, and I do not see that. And I don't see that. Hmm. Well, if you guys don't see oh, Mark there we online, go. there we go. Okay. You got to collect. You got to. You got to select another option, which he does not. Um, it was different on my screen than what he's listed, but there was an option to go in and set it up. So once you click on that, then I have the option to do the two-step verification. So it says the two-step verification makes it harder for a hacker to sign into your account with just a stolen password. Yep. Set it up to help keep your account more secure. And I'm going to set up my two-step verification. So uh, this says, and I'll just I'll give you guys an idea, just so you know as I'm going through it. Two-step verification adds an extra layer of protection to your account. When you sign with your password, you'll enter. You'll need to enter an additional security code that we provide only to you. Some apps don't work with these security codes. Uh, when you're done setting up, we'll help you get your apps working again. Oh, oh that'll be fun. So it'll probably break. <laughs> it'll probably break. If you're finished setting up, we need one or more way to make sure you're, you're you. How would you like to receive your code? So. And now it's got a completely different phone number. That's funny. That's just too cool. <laughs> you know, I always wonder, like, uh, there was one account that I had that I had tied to my old work account for some stupid reason, and I couldn't get in it anymore. Because, you know, they would email my work account that I don't have access to anymore, and it's like I wound up having to create a new account. I, I wonder how many people might run into something where all of a sudden, you know, they need to do their, I don't know, change to their account and they can no longer access uh, whatever there is providing the second factor authentication to. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's like, even right now, it's like, there's nowhere in here that I can find to change my, my phone number. It's got a, it's got my home phone. Well, you can't send me a text to that. But it texted my cell phone just a moment yeah. ago. So that kind of makes no sense. Yeah. Oh, I see. They've got... But, okay, and, and it's weird. I don't know. We'll go into something else. I'll have to figure this out um, because they have both numbers here. But when I go in to do the uh, the, the two-step verification, it does not allow me to select the second phone number. So... Work in progress, it seems. It looks that way, so... And then the code they just sent me, it says it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Super. <laughs> oh, it's another step. That's why. Okay. So I'm going to have them. Okay. It, it's it's a backup step. That's why it's not appearing. So let me do that. So, okay. So now they just sent me a code to my backup in my email. So, anyways, yeah, I just walked through it. It's tough to, to, to do this when you're live on the phone. But it doesn't, it, my steps don't exactly match what Major Nelson is saying, but that's okay. I mean, everybody's going to probably be different because you're all going to be, everybody being a different step or a process of what kind of security they currently have. Mm -hmm. So, anyways. Okay. Oh, I suppose the next story is me, anyways, isn't it? That is correct. Oh, is that why you're waiting and not talking and going, okay, Mark, get to it? How am I supposed to wait for my email and tell a story? All right, I'll just try it anyways. The pros and cons of an always-on line Xbox 720, or uh, an Xbox 709. That's right, we rebranded yes. it. <laughs> so we've, we've talked about this in the past. Um, you know, there was some big uproar. Some people are freaking out. They don't want their Xbox online all the time. Other people are like, that'd be the coolest things ever. Um, I mean, I, you know, a guy from Microsoft, got fired, let go, or forced out the door, or he quit, whatever, over always online. And so 
IGN kind of, Ryan McCaffrey from IGN, you may know him from Official Xbox Magazine back in the day. Um, he has written a story and talked about, you know, some pros and cons. And one of the things that he says, a pro, is that Microsoft is not afraid to take bold risks. And he says, when the company follows instead of leads, the result tends to be a failure. Uh, look at Zune and Surface, for example. But when they throw their weight behind an original idea they believe in, such as Xbox Live, then, you know, if you remember, you know, they tend to be very successful. And think about that. Uh, Microsoft shipped the original Xbox with an Ethernet port in 2001 with the intention of launching a broadband-only online gaming network in 2002. And this was back when 56K dial-up connections were still the king and high-speed Internet was a pipe dream for a lot of people. Slowly but surely, the service caught on. That led to things like extending your game via DLC. Uh, Halo 2 will fundamentally change the online multiplayer landscape for console. And the point is, if Microsoft does go through with the always-online threat, if you will, then we'll all be fine if the Xbox Live experiment is any indication. What do, you, what do you think of that uh, thought? That's an interesting look. Um, I'd say I'd agree with it. I, I would. Oh. I think oh. you know they've done a uh, they've done good. Uh, when, like I said, when they if they're not trying to copy someone and they just do their own thing and say we're going to go this way, um, I say all all good for it. And there's Microsoft texting me again. Oh, there's Microsoft texting me again. <laughs> Um, that was so, your two-step. Right I'm I'm on, good. On I'm I'm done. Yay! Two-step verification. It turned on. So um, done. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens next time I turn my Xbox. If they're going to make me type in some kind of code every time, if that's the case, I'm going to figure out how to turn it back off. <laughs> I don't want to put a pin code or uh, another two passwords in. A 24-digit PIN code. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Okay, so one of the cons, now we got a con, so people fear change. And he says, this is a simple fact of human nature, but take the iPhone as a perfect example. Apple's revolutionary device was hardly the first smartphone, but it was the first to be widely adopted, complete with a required monthly data plan for its own always-on connection. And now, of course, data plans are as accepted as they are, you know, all, they're just accepted everywhere. So, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, he says, the word is ubiquitous. No, I'm, yeah, I know that. Um, when he first considered writing this editorial, Chris Stockman, the lead designer of the original Saints Row for Xbox 360, tweeted Ryan on the subject and said, I embrace the iPhone like a fat man embraces cake. <laughs> Jeez. So, so. Mmm, cake. <laughs> you like your cake, don't you? So, I mean, you know, it's not necessarily change, you know, because we already have things that are already online, always connected. So, um, pro system and software updates are done invisibly. This I absolutely would love. Um, overnight, the new Xbox automatically downloads trial version of games it thinks you might like. I don't, that I don't need. I don't think I need to automatically download trial games because it's just going to fill up. It's, they're going to download every new game, period. That's what they're going to do. But um, I'd rather it pull down my software updates, any system updates. Um, you know, if I've got a, a game, you know, like, I don't know, say uh, uh, Tomb Raider's got a new title update. Well, right. it'd be nice to just update it so that the next time I pop the game in, I don't have to actually go through the title update. Um, that would be nice. So I think that's really good. Um, yeah, one thing is this kind of bugs me a little bit because looking at it from the PC perspective, I always turn auto updates off. You know what I'm talking about? Where it up, uh, does the uh, Windows updates? Right. I turn them off and I do them manually because I like to know when the updates happen. You know what I'm saying? It's like I like to know when the updates happen and I can notice if something goes weird, you know? Right. Where if something just happens in the background, you know, it's like you don't know. You don't know what what's going on. I don't know. Maybe it's like a little lack of control thing <laughs> that, that I might have. But, you know, I, I wish it would just, if it doesn't update, I wish it would just say like, hey, I did an update last night. This is what I updated. Yeah. That would be cool. That wouldn't be too bad. Yeah. Okay, so. Anyway, you were saying. 
so um, go back to the iPhone, for example, look at the devices capable of, thanks to always being on, uh, being connected to the Internet, text messages, emails, FaceTime, video chat, sports scores, stock ticker updates, and more, all fed you automatically without you having to, af- af- without you having to actively connect to a service and seek them out. I mean, that's the type of stuff that they're going to bring to the Xbox. It's just always there. It's always on. And the thing is, is if you think about it with your TV, well, if you're watching TV and, and if we're going to be using our Xbox as a tuner, if you will, which we've heard rumors of, yep. then, you know, if someone sends you an email or a text message or, or even, you know, wants to say, hey, you want to play a game, you're going to get that message because you're always connected to Xbox Live. You can get that while you're watching. And they probably are going to allow you to turn it off. I mean, they do it now. I, I have it turned off. I, I have notifications turned off when I'm watching a video. So that I don't see people popping on and off and stuff like that, you know. And if someone sends me a message, it just doesn't pop up because I'm watching my movie. So I, I would expect that we'd have that. So uh, one of the cons, it says, is server server maintenance would become a nightmare. He's, uh, and he says, unless Microsoft changes the way dashboard and title updates happen, and you'd think they'd have to in an always online scenario, millions of anger customers would simultaneously rise up in anger anytime Xbox Live went down. Whether expected or not, Microsoft would need to have some sort of contingency plan in place. Um, I, I don't know about that. I mean, they already just take you, your box down when they want to. I've been in the middle of a game, dude, and all of a sudden it's like, blue, you've been signed out. There's an update for you. You like, still talking what? about that? Dude, that needs to come. That, that needs was to so happen. last week. That needs to happen in the middle of the night or when you first turn on your box, not true, while you're in the true. middle of the game. All right, so pros. More and more people are embracing their Internet connection. So with more people ditching cable or satellite television providers and instead watching all their content via services like Netflix, Hulu, blah, 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 Amazon Video, and others, you know, this is this is just an easier way to have all this stuff available to you. Um, the con? Yeah, because huh? yeah, the Internet connection nowadays, it's no longer really a luxury. I mean, it is a utility. I mean, it's no different than electricity or phone service. And, yeah, I mean, it's become like a cell phone. I mean, cell phones yeah. used to be, you know, ooh, the Uber rich had them. Or, yeah, it's like, know, I'm on a phone. Yeah, now it's like everybody's got two or three of them. It's like, who cares? Dude, I, know, I saw... Everybody has cell phones. So it, I, I was at Wendy's a week ago. I saw the kid must have been like six years old. He was yapping on the cell phone. Yeah, it probably was his phone. Probably. So yeah. a big con of all this, though, is if you have an Internet outage and you can't play. This is obviously the problem for which Microsoft has no solution, the argument to which it has no rebuttal. It's difficult to think of a scenario where not being able to play our games when you want to is ever defensible. The launch of always online blockbuster Diablo 3 and the more recent SimCity 2013 debacle are obvious but relevant examples of the worst-case scenarios brought to life. Now imagine that crippling an entire console's ecosystem instead of simple, simple one game. It's not a pretty picture and could make PSN's month-long downtime following the anonymous hack seem trivial by comparison. See, now this is, this is I think when people are saying always on, I don't believe that Microsoft is going to do the always on that we see for Diablo 3 and SimCity type of thing. I don't necessarily think it's a D, DRM issue. I think the always on is we can stream all this stuff. The console is going to get more integrated into your television. You're probably going to have it on all the time. You're just going to be able to get all these messages. You might be able to, you know, it's going to be a Windows 8 device, people. I'm telling you, you're going to be able to read your email. It's going to pop up and tell you when email's on because you're online. That's what I think is happening. It's not a DRM thing. And I think everybody's, and that's my personal opinion. I mean, there could be DRM built into the new games or something. I don't know. Hopefully not, because I think that would be really stupid. Um, if Xbox Live goes down, that you can't play any of your new g- games, that would be a real horrible thing. And that you can't play it offline. Like when I travel and I can't, I go to a hotel where I can't get online, uh, that means I can't play the games? That would be garbage. So hopefully it's just the media and the, the information and all that type of stuff and not DRM then I don't see it as a problem. Um, A pro is it might not actually require an always online connection. It might simply prefer one. 
this uh, also kind of goes back to what I was just saying. And like the PlayStation 4, it's going to default to always online as well. And why people are freaking out on the Xbox and not the PlayStation, I don't know. Because the PlayStation came out, they were talking about it. It's going to be always online too. But you do have the ability to turn it off. And I would, I would expect that Microsoft would allow you to do the same thing as well. Um, a con, you don't have high-speed internet at all. Um, <laughs> then who cares? <laughs> yeah. I don't think we care about you people. If you don't have high-speed internet, then you're probably not even listening to the show. You know, because our, you know, it would take you a long time to download the show if you're still on dial-up. I don't even know if there oh. is such a thing as dial-up anymore. Oh, there is. Uh, who would even use that? Yeah. That's insane. So I, I don't think the people using it are using it by choice. <laughs> yeah, and, and the article says for for Microsoft, they might be willing to accept that, considering you're in the minority. But that wouldn't change the fact that you're frozen out of the next Xbox. That's a dangerous game to play if you're Microsoft, considering that if one influencer, blah, 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 in a group of friends that have been loyal to Xbox for years, his dissatisfaction could easily spread through schools, dorms, and offices, leading to a lot of new PlayStation 4 customers. I, what? Schools have high-speed internet. Dorms have high-speed internet. Offices yeah. have high-speed internet. So his, his, I think his, his little theory there is kind of stupid. And guess what? It's PlayStation 4... Starts out with always on as well, so you know they're not going to cater to dial up either. So um, I, I just don't think that's an, an issue. Yeah. So, but those are just some thoughts on the always on. Um, I kind of hope it's there for the updating in the background and stuff like that. I just hope it's not there in regards to DRM. I hope you don't have to be online to play your games because like the examples that were stated with Diablo 3 and SimCity, and there's been other games that have had it. That's Those are just horrible, great examples of why not to have always-on DRM. So. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay, uh, a little bit of... Are you done? I guess so. I'm right. Yes, you, you say are. I'm, done. <laughs> I'm saying you're done. Okay, uh... A little bit of information on Microsoft. Uh, Microsoft uh, went ahead and they announced their uh, third quarter financials. Uh, they announced this on uh, April 18th, which was what day was that? That would have been Thursday. Thursday last week. Uh, they announced that their entertainment and devices division, that's uh where our wonderful Xbox falls into in the Microsoft scheme of things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they have achieved $2.53 billion uh, in revenue, which is a 56% increase over the same quarter last year. And Xbox Live was singled out uh, where it managed an 18% increase in members on last year. And now they're pushing 46 million signups. Wait, yeah, now boasting over 46 million signups. I wonder if that would that be total, or would that would be just what they gained? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I was muted and yelling at children. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I didn't hear anything other than profit. <laughs> profit. So, um, uh, let's see. Oh, I lost my spot here. Uh, so it's 2.53 billion, 56% increase. And, uh, sales of the 360 declined, however, with Microsoft shipping 8.9 million units in the first nine months of fiscal 2013, which is down 3 million from the same period last year. So it looks like live is up. They got a lot of cashola, and 360 sales have declined somewhat. Well, that's to be expected, though. Yeah. This, you know, it's we're hitting what? How many years in the life cycle? And we know yeah. this new one's coming this year. So I think a lot of people are going to hold off if they're considering to buy one at this point. They might are probably going to wait. Well, I'll just wait. And because another thing, when the new one comes out, the current one's going to drop in price even more. So. Oh yeah. And I, I, I saw something the other day. 
I had never seen before. It was a, a, a console bundle in the store. It's actually you can get a 360, a white one, bundled with a Skylanders uh, game and Portal and all that stuff. I, huh. I didn't even know that was offered, and I saw oh. it the other day in a store, and I was like, "That's odd." <laughs> and it was a white Xbox. Interesting. Yeah. So. So there you have it. Yeah. Okay. What you got, Mark? Um, last thing I've got here, I think this is my last one, is Criterion Games is not working on a new Burnout, yeah. Need for Speed, or a Road Rash game. What's up with that? Instead, the studio is making something new. Uh, not racing. Not racing, I guess. Yeah. So they, there was a statement on their Twitter um, said, here's what I want folks to know. Some folks are eternally disappointed. Nothing I can do about that. So many tweets asking for a new burnout. Equally many tweets asking for a new Need for Speed game. Uh, also Road Rash. Whilst I love all these games, I'm personally not doing any. No point saving up hard-earned money for your favorite game to come out. Trust me, I have been there. After over a decade of making racing games, it's time to make something new. It is early, it is early days, thus I have nothing to announce or talk about. I will do my best to keep folks in the loop who want to follow what we play or what inspires us or what might be interesting. But if you're following me expecting some megaton of a new Burnout game or an Underground remake, then I, ha I have to disappoint you. I'm proud of all the Burnout games. When I feel when it feels right, we will make another one. We are creative people. Um, as a final sting in the tail for fans expecting a return to Criterion's hits 2006 Xbox shooter, it was stated no Black 2 either, folks. Volumes to tell on that topic, but we'll save that for when I get a book deal. So, Criterion is looks like they're going to step out of the racing for a while and make something new. So that will be interesting to see what it is. Hopefully it's not a zombie game. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We've had enough zombie games. There's a new one coming this week. Yeah, can't wait! <laughs> <laughs> But that's it. We don't need any more after that. <laughs> until the next one. Until the next Walking Dead game, but that's it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can have zombie games as long as they're good. That's all. I suppose. Yeah. Okay. Uh, another game that's uh, going to be coming out, I guess, in the next year or so, is uh, there's a game called The Evil Within. Did you hear about this one? I sort of, kind of, but not really. Okay, well, Bethesda announced that uh, it's going to be coming out, uh, you know, across all titles. Uh, it's called The Evil Within. Slated for Yeah, 360 PC, PS3. Okay, one title. So, current. Titles. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So, so, I just, you know, I got a bug you, throw you off your game. Yeah, and that's easy to do. Yeah, and you threw me off of the evil within. Anyway, so it's going to be out on April 22nd next year. Uh, details are still a little sketchy. Hopefully we'll hear some more on uh, this in on E3. Um, and there's a reveal trailer on IGN that you can check this out. And they say it is very Silent Hillish, I guess. So you might want to check that out. And then uh, the final story that we've got for today, and this was this kind of came as a little bit of a, of a, of a shock to me, is I guess uh, there's been a discussion over on Reddit about uh, GameStop. It's uh, the store that we all love to hate, I guess. And uh, they're going to start selling board games over there. So, uh, you know, those of you that are regular listeners know that I also do a show called This Board Game Life. And uh, it, it just really surprised me to uh, to see that you know electronic only game store is now going the board way or the board game way. And there's a shot that somebody posted up on uh, Reddit. It's got uh, a couple of decent titles: Netrunner, Lord of the Rings, and uh, Star Wars uh, card games. King of Tokyo, uh, some some decent stuff. I mean, nothing super fantastic. But uh, I, was, I was really surprised. So who knows what's going to happen. And I wonder what this 
says. I mean, is there a lot of money in board games, or maybe are they kind of anticipating things kind of declining with video games, so they got to find some other way to make money? Hmm. I wonder, wonder how it's going to go. But uh, I, I just thought that was kind of interesting. And that is all. That is it, huh? That is all. All righty then. Woo-hoo. So move on to uh, community. Uh, topics. We're not calling. Yeah, we're not calling it the friends list anymore, are we? Oh, community oh, that topics. Was, that was so last year. That was so yeah. So last year, exactly. <laughs> yes. Why don't you go in there and read that? You give us our community stuff. Okay. I'm I'm busy doing something. I'm busy prepping my list so I can answer the question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Uh, so uh, we'll go through and, and list off the usual ways that you can contact us in case you don't already know. We have a, uh, a Facebook group that is very, very active. We've got a lot of members on there. If you're not on it, come on in, join it, join the party. Uh, you can also contact us at contact at this Xbox Life. We have a Twitter account, uh, this Xbox Life, and we have a voicemail app on our webpage. So you can leave a voicemail and be heard on the show. So for this week, we got a message from uh, Good luck, Will's Will's Nicks. Uh, yeah. And he writes in, hey guys, I generally like your podcast, but I thought episode 237 had way too much off-topic stuff with the Bausch and Loam scope and the Walking Dead. Granted, I understand you guys like this stuff and it's your podcast, but I thought that those portions went on a little too long. Anyway, I have a question uh, with regards to the Xbox exclusive games, which is... Uh, what would be your top 10 Xbox exclusive games and franchises? Mine are Lost Odyssey, Ace Combat 6, Fires of Liberation, Project Gotham Racing 4, the Halo games, the Forza games, Foreign Horizon, the Gears of War games, Banjo-Kazooie, Nuts and Bolts, Infinite Undiscovery, Tales of Vesperia, and Shadow Complex. So you done with your list swing? I am almost done with my list. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready for your list. <laughs> okay. Well, there's um, I can't remember the one game, but uh, the um, oh, Full House Poker. Full House Poker is uh, one that I've really enjoyed. Um, the Crackdown series, of course. Forza, of course. Um, Fable. I liked Fable 2, did not care for Fable 3, but I do kind of like the Fable series. Uh, Gears of War, of course, is probably... That and Crackdown are my two favorites. Uh, Halo has been a lot of fun. And uh, Lips, which was an xbox oh, yeah, yeah. title. I really enjoy the Lips series, and I've got, like, well, I think all the games that they make in that series. So I even bought one that was... Um, uh, I had to order from overseas. I found out it worked. I think it was Lips I Love the 80s, which was uh, not released in the States. And I was able to pick it up and play it. Wow. So I ordered it from somewhere overseas and because it, it, I found out it did work on an NTSC console. So picked it up and it was awesome. I like that game. <laughs> yeah. You, right. should, you should hear me singing, man, my karaoke. I've heard you sing, dude. Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we won't go there. We'll get a lot of hate mail if I've, we start singing. I've, yeah, I, I've heard you sing. And remember El Torito? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I've heard you sing, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I remember that, those days. Yeah, the good old days. Yeah, but that took a lot of liquid courage, too, so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It means right. I don't do that sort of stuff no more. I don't. I don't do a lot of singing anymore outside of my home. <laughs> <laughs> and people are like saying, well, "What's going on in Mark's house? What's that noise? Is those what's cats dying over there?" Yeah. So 
That's all right. I got to compete with the coyotes outside our house because every once in a while I can hear them out there, and it sounds like a whole band of hyenas or something. It's so bizarre. So, Hmm. so what do you got? You got any uh, favorite Xbox exclusives? Well, I definitely got to chime in. Anything that has the first name of Connect in it, right? Yeah. Or dance. (laughs) Yeah. Sure. I know you, man. You're getting jiggy with it, and you're in your uh, in front of your box, dude. I, I can't play those games. I, I play them for like five minutes, and I'm exhausted. Whatever. You've won eight. More like ten seconds. One, two, and three, and you know it. <laughs> <laughs> the I've got a really hard time with this list because. Uh, I mean, the, I like the one that he mentioned with Shadow Complex. I mean, that's fantastic. Everything else that I like isn't an exclusive, and the ones that are exclusives, I mean, they're they're okay. I mean, they're okay. There's, you know, I can't be excited about them. I got one exclusive. I know you love. What's that? I've forgotten about. That's Doritos Dash of Destruction. Whatever. <laughs> Dude, you got all the achievements in that game. You yeah, you put in the time if you didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good question, and um, yeah. apologize for going on. We didn't go long on the scope. I, I think that was only a couple minutes, but The Walking Dead, we went way over. Well, I kept that, I kept asking you questions because I was kind of curious. So it's your fault. See, it is yeah, your fault. It, it was and me. you didn't watch that season finale for so many weeks that I was like all worked up and had to go on and on about it. So both yeah, yeah. both of those are Rob's fault. Yep. Yeah. That's my story. My fault. <laughs> so <laughs> Alright. And then I started talking about the flooding this time. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. See, we tried to be quick. We're still quick. We didn't go on long this long. But let's let's make sure we continue on our gaming let's, talk let's and go, get into this go. week's retail releases. Alright. This week's retail releases, there's a bunch of stuff coming out. Um, there might be a zombie game, and then there's uh, Dragon's Dogma, Dark Arisen. <laughs> oh, yeah, the zombie game. Dead Island Riptide. Coming yes! Out of- Dead Island, gonna, baby. I'm out. I was going to keep it. on chugging. Oh, Dead Island Riptide, baby. This is... Um, uh, it's It's not... It's the next installment in the Dead Island franchise... It's not, but it's not like a, a sequel. It's weird because it's not necessarily a sequel, but I don't really think it's considered an expansion pack. Um, but it continues on with the story of the characters in the first game. So it takes place right where that first game left off. Um, I don't know how long it's going to be. Um, it's not a full retail price. It's like, what is it, 50, 40, 50 bucks? I'm going to see. What did I pay for this? Because I got it pre-ordered. I have no idea. Did... Are you still there? Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, it got real quiet all of a sudden. So I, I was on the edge of my seat and how much you paid. Oh. <laughs> I was holding my breath, too. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find some um, information here. Oh, it's like $50. So it's forty nine ninety nine, so you know it's ten dollars cheaper. Yeah, but so. um, it's I don't believe it doesn't require like the first game, um, but it does take place like after the first game. So you kind of really want to have that first game and play it. Yeah, you know I would think it'd be kind of stupid to play it if you haven't played the first one because it does continue the story right where you left off. So, right. Uh, but they didn't have like a crazy trailer for it this time, did they? No, remember, I haven't seen anything. Remember her out controversial? Oh, that, that, was, that was like last the one was. best trailer ever. But the game's going to have new and returning characters, new vehicle types, new levels, weather conditions. There's online multiplayer support, including co-op. Group defense tactics and escalating melee and projectile weapon proficiencies. The special edition, which I bought, includes alternate character skin pack of weapon mods, digital strategy map. So, but um, yeah, it's uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm kind of surprised that it's that's priced at fifty bucks. 
Um, and it, all they say in the description, it's a follow-up to the original game. It contains additional survivor horror gameplay mechanics and first-person player perspective, including the new stuff that I uh, mentioned. So, Yeah. So. Okay, and so uh, other than uh, Dead Island Riptide, there's... Dragon's Dogma, Dark Arisen, and all these are coming out on April 23rd, by the way. Uh, then there's uh, Star Trek The Video Game. Sweet. Yeah. Assassin's Creed 3, The Redemption. So it's uh, is the third of three downloadable packs of The Tyranny of King Washington. And on Wednesday, the 24th, there's going to be Monaco, What's Yours is Mine. And I believe that's it. Cool. There's one game that uh, I've been hearing a lot about. And actually, I think it was that Monaco game. There's been a lot of like indie game talk about it. So it's going to be out on uh, the 360 PC and Mac. And... Uh, I should look into this because uh, there's been a lot of buzz about it. I just <laughs> I've noticed it, but I haven't read it. So, uh, it, it, might be a, it might be a decent game. Dead Island Riptide's all you need to look into. All right, all right, cool. You could sever heads, man, with a cleaver. That's Sweet. awesome. Set zombies on fire. You get the you get to be in a boat. <laughs> oh yeah. So all you Assassin's Creed three fans, you might like this because you do get to spend time in a boat. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> uh, it's going nice. to be fun. Yeah. I really like Dead Island, and I'm really looking forward to Riptide. So, because you love your zombie games, I this I like good zombie games. Not not Walking Dead Survival Instinct, which I won't even bother to rent that. Actually, not- out of there's been a bunch of decent zombie games. So you got Walking Dead. Uh, I think we both liked Deadlight, right? Yes. Um. Uh, oh, there's, there's, what's it called? What's the what's the name of the game we were just talking about? I'm having like a Dead Island. Moment. Like Dead Island. <laughs> it's late, dude. I'm tired. <laughs> what about Dead Space? That, I mean, Dead Space. Are those zombies or yeah. I mean, they're not zombies. Those are like alien life. Well, it doesn't it doesn't matter? I mean, beyond craziness, that's just insane. So. Yeah, so I mean, there's been some decent stuff lately. Some Resident, like Resident Evil Five, was it? Was good. So yeah. it's a zombie game. So okay. there's there are some good zombie games out there. So so speaking of zombies, I think I should turn into a zombie <laughs> and go to bed. So when we wrap up the show, brains, brains, brains. Okay, so we got to close out. Yes, yes, we do. In, in zombie speak, but before we do, if you're listening to us on iTunes, please rate us five stars because we're so cool, and because you like zombies, give give the zombies five stars, all right? Zombified. Yeah, give them a zombified five stars. We appreciate it. And uh, with that, I'm Mike Wingman Seven O Nine taking off. Dude, after that, I will not do a zombie voice. This you is have awesome. to. Please no, you have to. It's required. No, no. That was awful. That was awful, dude. I hate you. This is the dead podcast. You have to. I'll catch you all next week. That's more like a Dracula voice or something. Only if you Brains. go blah, blah, blah. Brains. <laughs> All right, catch y'all later. Bye.